Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Hey, everybody, it's Wednesday, December 27th, 2023. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, joined by Michael F. Florio. We got a fun episode for you today. We got the latest news from around the league, plus it's championship week. We are previewing the first chunk of games from week 17 to get your rosters ready to crush your competition. There's so much happening here uh, as we get ready for the start of week 17. Uh, how you feeling heading into championship week? Uh, I feel better. I, <laughs> uh, we were just talking about it, how Christmas being off on Monday, like it, my whole week is thrown off. Yeah. But uh, it's it's for a good reason. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I thought yesterday, I thought Tuesday was Monday. And now here on Wednesday, I think it's Thursday. I am all turned around, <laughs> uh, but we'll get through it. Let's dive into some fantasy headlines because we have a lot of them. A whole lot of things happening within the last 24 hours since we last spoke to you first in Denver, what I was referencing, the Broncos are making the move to bench Russell Wilson for the final two games. Jarrett Stidham will get the start against the Chargers coming up on Sunday. Now, uh, according to uh, around the NFL here at NFL.com, some of the decision making, I guess, is financial because they want to prevent from a major injury happening. Otherwise, they would owe Russ a whole lot of money, leading to speculation that maybe they're going to move on from him at the end of the season. We'll get to that when that happens. Let's talk about this weekend, though. Cortland Sutton is banged up. We're not sure if he's going to play. Jerry Judy has been a jag all year long. Any Broncos pass catchers you would feel comfortable starting this week against the Chargers? Uh, If Cortland Sutton surprises and suits up, I think you could trust him. Outside of that, it's, it's desperate times. Like, I had thought Jerry Judy was a safe floor option with Russell Wilson, but now you add in a new quarterback. We don't know who they're going to have the chemistry with. Uh, I think if you're a big underdog and you're looking for a home run swing, Marvin Mimsby is a home run hitter, but he is as boom or bust as they come. So even in a great matchup like this against the Chargers, I think it's probably best to play it safe and avoid them. And Jared Stidham, man, he must look at the quarterbacks that are like, who has an injury clause? Because almost exactly a year ago, the same thing happened with he replaced Carr. Uh, Denny Carter, who is uh, excellent on Twitter, uh, does a lot of good work over at NBC Sports Edge, Roto World, whatever they're calling it nowadays. Yeah, I, I love you guys. I just don't know <laughs> what your name is. Um, he actually had a joke that, you know, in 2030, uh, it'll be it'll be Jared Stidham taking over for Patrick Mahomes the year after he took over for Justin Herbert, that he's just going to go down the line of <laughs> AFC West quarterbacks and just take them all out. Uh, I'm with you. I think at this point, Cortland Sutton's the only guy that I'd have any real faith in starting in this offense. Um, other than that, I always sort of thought this was going to be a Javante Williams week. I think this sort of reinforces that now. Um, if Jared Stidham is standing back there and throwing the ball 30 to 35 times, 
things have gone very badly yeah. for the Broncos. So uh, I'm, I'd stay away from their pass it, catchers if you could. It is pretty crazy to me that they are waving the white flag despite still being in the playoff they're race. They're in the playoff race. Like, they're yeah. not officially eliminated yet. Like, I get it. Like, it's, you know, it's a, a tough road, but uh, you're not done yet. So that seems very strange to me. Uh, other quarterback news. Some more good news, according to Ian Rappaport, C.J. Stroud is expected to practice on Wednesday. He's missed the last two games while in concussion protocol. So this is a big step forward, especially for the Houston Texans, who are still in playoff contention. They need wins. They are getting their QB one back. Now, again, two weeks out dealing with concussion symptoms, but he has a good matchup against the Titans. Any hesitation playing Stroud if he is officially back? I have him as a start this week. Uh, I... I Look, you'd have to have another very good option to get away from C.J. Stroud, especially with the like Russell Wilson is now gone. Trevor Lawrence couldn't uh, be sitting out this week like quarterback. We It's already been the year of the backup and now it's getting even thinner. So unless you have another really good option, I don't see how you get away from C.J. Stroud, who brings an insanely high ceiling, even if the floor is like 15, 16 fantasy points. He still has the highest game of any quarterback this season with over 40 fantasy points. 100 percent. I would roll with C.J. Stroud uh, if if I was looking at some options there. Uh, look, the the idea of a 300 yard passing game very much in play with him. We have seen him go 400 yards. So uh, as you mentioned, the ceiling is high. Uh, pass catchers, uh, Noah Brown in play. I mean, look, a healthy Nico Collins. We know Dalton yeah. Schultz. W- would you roll with Noah Brown, though, in this situation? He's a little bit more boomer bust, but with CJ Stroud there, I think both the floor and ceiling gets elevated. He is one of those depends on your option kind of play, but he, I think, is certainly like I last week I had to pivot to him and I felt terrible about it. This week I would not feel nearly as bad. All right. So, uh, so Noah Brown, check your options. Potentially he could be one for you this week. In Washington, Ron Rivera has made the move and named Jacoby Brissett his starter for this week against the San Francisco 49ers. The last two weeks, Brissett has come in in relief of Sam Howell. The offense has moved. I believe what I've seen, uh, what, five possessions, five scoring drives for Jacoby Brissett since he's taken over. So now the commander is going to make the move against a 49er defense that not only is good, but is angry after getting run through by the Baltimore Ravens last week. Uh, Look. I don't know that I'd advocate starting Jacoby Brissett, but in terms of his pass catchers, are there any that you would consider in week 17? Terry McLaurin. I I have two teams that I've made the championship in where I have Terry McLaurin and one I am 100% starting him. The other, I'm going back and forth depending on my running backs and my flex. But uh, you look at what Terry did that one, like two weeks ago it was. He came, Jacoby Brissett came in and played a half of quarter, 93 yards, a touchdown, and over 18 fantasy points for Terry McLaurin. He does not have 93 yards in a game with Sam Howell this <laughs> season, and only one time topped 18 fantasy points. So Terry is the biggest winner of this. I've had people ask about like Logan Thomas. That one I, I'm not nearly as bullish on. I, I think for me, it's kind of. Whoever the lead running back is might still be in play. And Terry, and I think that's it. <laughs> like, what I love, whoever the lead running back is, because we really don't know. Maybe yeah. it might be Robinson. It might be it Brian might Robinson. Be it could be Chris Rodriguez. Yeah. Who knows who it's going to be? So that that's very much uh, a question mark. I'm with you on McLaurin. Scary Terry has been so much better with Jacoby Brissett, and it just makes you wonder why Sam Howell couldn't have figured that out at some point during the season. Um, it is a bold decision to try and, and shoehorn Logan Thomas in. Yeah. I, I long ago gave up on trying to make him a thing. Um, I know he caught a touchdown last week. He's got, what, four this year. But 
Uh, it's been bleak for Logan Thomas all year long. If he doesn't get you a touchdown, he realistically could get you like three points. He gets you, uh, if that, yeah. even. It could, it could be worse. So uh, it, it might just be Scary Terry or Bust for the Commanders. Uh, in New York, Brian Dable says Tyrod Taylor will get the start against the Rams this Sunday. Tommy DeVito's Linsanity run is officially over. Uh, it ended on Christmas Day, sadly. Uh, look, I love Tyrod. I know you and I are both fans of Tyrod, but we also know what Tyrod is. Are there any Giants you can feel comfortable starting besides, say, Saquon Barkley? Uh, I think Darren Waller is in play because if you remember uh, the stretch where Tyrod Taylor was starting, that was Darren Waller's best run as a New York Giant. And then it's it's largely about the matchup. The Rams have struggled against tight ends all year long. They are top five in yards on the year and since week 12 allowed to the position. Second most touchdowns. They're top five in fantasy points per game allowed at tight ends. Uh, and I think that is who the top target for Tyrod will be. So it's, it's Saquon, Waller, and I will say, if you play in a super flex league, I think that's where Tyrod Taylor comes into play because the Rams are a good matchup for a quarterback. He can run, but in a one quarterback league, I, I don't think I would do Oh, there's no chance in a one quarterback lead. Again, I am a Tyrod fan. I would not do it in a one QB league. I hope this is a Darren Waller week because I've been sort of advocating for him since he came back off injured reserve. Uh, the first game looked promising last week. Not so much. Maybe this is the week that it finally comes together. We'll see if Tyrod with a full week of practice under his belt uh, and just kind of getting those reps. Uh, can make a difference here in this one. Uh, look, it's, it's not going to be an easy matchup. The Rams defense isn't great, but they've been good enough. And yeah. this is a Rams offense that's been red hot and they are really making a push to lock up a playoff spot. So not an easy matchup for Tyrod and the Giants. Uh, last piece of news, and this actually broke yesterday. We mentioned it briefly during yesterday's show. Didn't really get a chance to get into it, but TJ Hawkinson will miss the rest of the season, torn ACL and MCL. So not only is he out for the rest of the year, uh, chances are he's not going to be ready for week one. We'll see, obviously, once we get into the offseason, what the prognosis is for Hawkinson. We can sort of talk about his future when we get a little bit closer to it. But in terms of right now, this is a big piece that fantasy managers are missing yeah. in championship week. Are there any decent replacement tight ends on the waiver wire? Chiga, Logan, Logan Thomas, maybe. <laughs> no Logan Thomas for me. Chiga Conquo is my favorite one. Uh, and I believe it's four of his last five games. He has at least eight fantasy points, which, again, that's not a super high bar. But when we're talking about a streaming tight end, it's a pretty safe floor. Coming off his best game of the year, and the Texans have struggled against tight ends. I think Hunter Henry, if he can return this week, just you're hoping for a touchdown there. Tucker Kraft's been playing well, and their wide receivers are really banged up. And I don't know, maybe this one is going a little too much, but Gerald Everett, like Easton Stick has been targeting Everett, and the Broncos cannot stop tight ends. So I, I would rather Oconco than those other guys, but I do think there's some options. I like Gerald Everett this week, and I, I wrote him up in this week's sleeper column, and I basically said, look, I don't know how to completely get away from Gerald Everett. Like, nothing about him <laughs> screams great. He's like a fringe tight end one, and every week or every couple of weeks, he does just enough to kind of keep you hooked. Last week, he had 11.2 points. That was good to be the tight end 12, right? He's a fringe tight end one, and he's got a really good matchup this week. I think for Everett specifically, keep an eye on Keenan Allen and see what he's able to do. Because if, if Allen can't play, there are a lot more targets out there potentially yes. for Gerald Everett this yes. week. So he's a guy that I would consider 
He's available uh, in a whole lot of leagues. I do think Chego Conquo is a nice option as well. Maybe Derrick Henry throws him another touchdown pass. Who knows? All right, so there we go. A lot of news to get through uh, in a key time for fantasy football. A lot of changes uh, heading into week 17. We are off and running here. We still got plenty to go through a whole bunch of week 17 games. Stick around for plenty more of the NFL Fantasy Football Show. Keeping going here on week 17. Is that even a phrase? It is now. It begins with Jets and Browns, 8.15 Eastern on Prime Video. Uh, a little bit of Joe Flacco revenge going against the Jetropolitans this week. But let's talk about Brees Hall, who has been outstanding uh, for most of the year. Had a huge game last week. Put the number at 80 scrimmage yards. More or less than 80 scrimmage yards for Brees Hall. I'm going to say more um, because I don't know if you guys looked at the box score for the New York Jets this past week. Um, Trevor Simeon threw 49 passes, insane high number, but 16 targets went to Brees Hall. 15 went to Garrett Wilson. This is awesome if you have either of those Jets because Trevor Simeon is just throwing it to the two Jets that we would start in fantasy. Uh, I am playing Brees Hall in two championships this week. Mm -hmm. I am petrified (laughs) that he is going to get 15 catch. Even if that number comes down to like 10 targets, we talk about it all the time. A target is so valuable in PPR. Uh, He'll get plenty of carries on the ground. So I think he's going to clear that number quite easily. All right. So you've convinced me because before I was going to say less, not a lot less, but less, but you've convinced me. So I'm going to go more just because uh, I do think maybe the, the targets sort of make up for it. I've been saying for weeks, the only two things in this offense you can believe in are Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. So why not just split up the work between the two of them? I do think this is going to be a lower scoring game, uh, but I do think that you can see a lot of opportunity. So you have you have convinced me to change my mind. Uh, maybe the first time in the history of the Internet that anyone has been convinced to wow. change their mind. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Often. Right. It's a, it's a big moment here uh, on the other side. <laughs> so we, we picked this number because this is the number that's sort of floating around the interwebs. More or less than 56 and a half receiving yards for Amari Cooper, who, oh, by the way, had 265 last week. Yeah, I'm going to go more. I'm going to just small little chance. Like you could times this number by five. And I think we're still less than what he gave us last season, uh, last weekend. I mean, he look, I know the Jets are a tough matchup. Uh, Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, all of that. You know what? Amari Cooper is a tough matchup for those guys as well. Uh, and they're going to take deep shots. We know that. So, yeah, I'm not telling you he's going to give you what he gave last week, but I wouldn't be surprised if he put up 80, 100 yards, something like that, because he's going to get so many deep shots. It's only going to take one or two long catches to get that number. Uh, and, and something I know we always get scared of good defensive matchups, and I get why, but your stud only needs to win one or two times for them to have a good fantasy game. Not to mention, when you go back and you look at some of the game logs of wide receivers against the Jets. Oh, I'm going more, by the way. Uh, You look at some (laughs) of those game logs against the Jets. uh, There have been a number of guys who have gone over 100 yards against this defense. It's not going to be all sauce all the time. Uh, I don't think he's going to travel. He generally doesn't, especially when you've got DJ Reed, who's a very good corner in his own right on the other side. So we're... Cooper's going to have really good matchups or tough matchups, I should say, good players matching up against him. Um, but he's getting a ton of targets in this offense and it's become a pass first offense. It's what happens when you lose a guy like Nick Chubb and you're down to you know your third or fourth quarterback on the season. They're throwing the ball a lot. They're throwing it to Amari Cooper a lot. Fifty six and a half yards feels like a pretty easy day for him. So uh, that gets the week started. 815 Eastern on Prime Video. 
Let's start our Week 17 previews. There is another Saturday game. It's actually Monday Night Football on Saturday. I believe that's how it's being billed. You can see that at 4.30 Eastern on ESPN and ABC. Lions at Cowboys should be a whole lot of fun. Will this be the big-time Cowboys score fest we have been waiting on? It seems like we've been like expecting it. We thought Dolphins-Cowboys going to be the score fest. It really wasn't. Bills-Cowboys uh, didn't live up right, to it. Live. So will this be the score fest that we have been waiting on? Yes, because the issue with the Cowboys was that game against the Bills, the game against the Dolphins, both came on the road. Now they are at home where they average over 30 points per game. Like, if the Cowboys could play 17 games at home, Dak Prescott would rewrite the entire history book. Like, that's how good this <laughs> offense has been at home. Plus, it's an indoor game. We know that the Lions offense is a completely different animal when they are indoors versus outdoors. So this is the perfect storm for both of these offenses to kind of just go off. I think... Uh, I think you play everyone in this game. Like, obviously the big studs, but like I think Brandon Cooks is a really appealing option this week. Jamison Williams is more of a boomer bust deep option, but like your studs, you're getting all of them in. I'm I'm gonna say yes if they score fast because I just want this to be a week where everybody gets fantasy points, right? Like I want I want fantasy championships to be high scoring. I want them to be close. I want them to be competitive. And I do want to believe that these teams are going to put points up despite the fact that both teams have pretty good defenses. So uh, I like the fact that it is inside. I like the fact that for the Cowboys, at least they're at home because they've been so much better. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I think this is going to be the high scoring game that we have been waiting for for weeks. Falcons at the Bears. Is it the big names in this game or is there anybody maybe under the radar that you would look at? Uh, it's the big names and that's it. Like, I, I think you get away from the Bears running backs. I don't want to trust Pitts or London, really. To me, it's it's Fields, Moore, and Bijan, and I think that's it in this game. Yeah, I'm sort of with you on that. I think Justin Fields has a big game. Uh, I, I start DJ Moore, although I do have concerns about him yes. in this one. The Falcons defense has been very good. Ah, look, He's start, banged up now, too. He is banged up. I would start Bijan. Look, I would give it a shot with Drake London and maybe even Kyle Pitts. I actually weirdly have uh, John New Smith as a sleeper, too, because <laughs> weird things happen. Who knows? But uh, that's kind of it. I'm not trying to go deeper or do anything really galaxy brain necessarily in this one. Even John New Smith, that's more of like a, a DFS play than, say, a, a championship week play uh, for your fantasy teams. Uh, over to Titans and the Texans. Two weeks ago when these teams played, uh, King Henry, Derrick Henry, had one of his worst games ever, maybe in life. Uh, then last week, he played really, really well. Now, historically, Henry's been great against the Houston Texans. Which version do you expect this week? Uh, I think it'll be somewhere in the middle. I don't think we're going to get what we got last week out of King Henry. I don't think it'll be as bad as it was two weeks ago. I did consider making him a sit this week and start him sit him, but then I chickened out on that because he could, I mean, one big run could be his game and, and then that's worth starting. But yeah, I, I volume probably keeps him in play, but I think you definitely expect less results. Yeah, I, I think you do too. I mean, D'Amico Ryans has that defense playing well, but I don't know that I get away from Derrick Henry. Look, if you survive this long and you've been starting him, why would you bail out now? And as you mentioned, volume sort of wins the day. Uh, I think when it comes to Derrick Henry Saints at the Bucks, huge game in the NFC South with uh, Tampa trying to lock down the division title and get that first round home game. Chris Godwin seeing more targets in the last few weeks. Can we trust him again this week? 
I think so. Like, look, I'm not telling you to play Chris Godwin over your studs or anything like that. But if you're looking for a flex option or your wide receiver three, I mean, 11 targets or more in three straight games is too hard to ignore. Double digit fantasy points in each. So uh, safe floor. Oh, we've only seen like one big ceiling game, but the volume alone, I think, is enough where you could get him in your lineup. I think that I think that's good enough. And especially the fact that, again, at this point, you have sort of learned how to cope in your lineup with uh, with Chris Godwin there. And so you probably have other options where you've made you've made him a secondary wide receiver, maybe a flex in that respect. I definitely would start him uh, this week against the Saints. 49ers at the Commanders. The Niners licking their wounds after being dominated by the Ravens last week. The Commanders, their defense, well, see, it's just bad. Uh, We talked about Jacoby Brissett taking over at quarterback, but let's talk about the quarterback on the other side. Brock Purdy, uh, first four interception game of his career. He scores how many points this week? 30, which would be his season high. Um, (laughs) I I truly expect a potential career game out of Brock Purdy this week. I know I should play it safe and be like, oh, 24 or something like that. He is going to be angry. He is going to hear all the narratives going around him this week. And the commanders allow top two in yards, touchdowns, fantasy points, all of that to quarterbacks. Ayuk, Debo, Kittle. I think they're all going to eat. And uh, CMC, I'm playing him in a championship league. If he gets less than 30, I consider that a win. Well, I'm I'm starting McCaffrey on my side in a championship game, so I'm hoping he gets more than 30 because that would be <laughs> great. Uh, as for Brock Purdy, you know, we do a weekly, the media group does a weekly bold predictions piece. Uh, my bold prediction, and I don't even know how bold this is, is that Brock Purdy follows up his four interception game with a four touchdown game. Yep. So uh, <laughs> our pal Matt Okada is like, yeah, I don't know if it's Super Bowl, but he's like, I also think it's correct. So yep. there we go. Uh, so that's how I'm feeling about Brock Purdy this week against the Commanders. Panthers at the Jaguars. You know, the Panthers just playing out the string, trying to get reps for their young quarterback. The Jaguars need to win. They're in the midst of a four game losing streak and suddenly uh, maybe a little bit of panic mode. Trevor Lawrence, we're still waiting on an official designation for him. Did not practice on Wednesday, says he's improving, though. Do we sit Trevor Lawrence at this point with fantasy championships on the line? Yes, I, I think so, because not only is it a concussion a couple weeks ago, a high ankle sprain a couple a week before that. Now it's a throwing shoulder injury. I know he's been playing through injury and it's very commendable, but the fantasy production has not been there since he's been this banged up. Plus, it's what we were talking about yesterday on the show. This The Panthers struggle mightily against the run. It could be a very big Travis Etienne game. And they are in the bottom three in passing yards and fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. Uh, so even if he plays, I think this is a week where they don't ask Trevor Lawrence to do a whole lot. Yeah, I think this is a big Travis Etienne game. I think they give him a lot of touches and he runs through a terrible Panthers run defense. I know in in my championship team, I've got to deal with the, the, the combination of Uh, or I have to decide, I should say, between Joe Flacco, Matthew Stafford, and Trevor Lawrence. I can tell you right now that Trevor Lawrence is number three on that list. I just cannot do it this week. I was going to say Stafford is one that I would play over him. Carr, uh, Baker, like these are all names that I think are available on some waiver wires that I would play over Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, right now it's me deciding between Flacco and Stafford, but Trevor Lawrence I know is out. I'd go Stafford. I think I'd go Stafford. I don't know if I want (laughs) to go Flacco on Thursday night in championship week. That makes me too nervous, especially against the Jets. Stafford's got the Giants. That seems a lot better. That is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. Stay happy, safe, and healthy. Do good and live well. We're back tomorrow to preview the rest of the Week 17 matchups. 